0: Welcome back to episode number two, two of oh my god! Let the boys watch. I'm Got too many podcasts, I see, baby. I see going great in the background. All right, welcome back to episode number two of Let the Boys Watch, a entertainment podcast brought to you by Going Gray Productions. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Robbie. Alongside me is the man who prepped Kerry for her audition tape, cousin Benny. <laughs> What were you thinking? (laughs) She has it. She does have it. (laughs) And then the man that was next in line to sing karaoke after Connor, one of our co-hosts, our good friend,
1: Ryan. You know it. I had my song ready and everything. We did. We talked about that a long time ago. (laughs) So, yeah, this is Let the Boys Watch. It is a entertainment podcast. And currently we are watching and reviewing succession season four. This is episode two rehearsal. Um, and we're going to be doing episodes like this for the rest of succession. Uh, and after that we'll do, I don't know, whatever the fuck we want. Um, so send us an email at L T B W podcast at gmail.com. I fucking got it. Nailed it. it. Nailed it. Um, and uh yeah send us you know what you thought about the episode tell us we're fucking stupid or tell us we're great i'd prefer that but you know
2: let whatever. us know if you want to come break down an episode with us
1: yeah yeah we're and you know i don't want to say all is welcome but
2: almost Most. almost <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> also let us know that we're not uh serious people so yes we are <laughs> not <laughs> definitely not serious people no. um and speaking of those emails We got one. How sexy is that? It's fucking sexy. Yeah. Uh, While Robbie gets that email ready to go, I just want to remind everyone that you should, if possible. It's not hard. Rate, review, follow. Like I said, send us an email. Follow us on Instagram. I don't remember the account name, but it'll be in the show notes. I don't know. Let the boys watch pod. Thank you, Benny. See, that's why you're on the show. (laughs) And nice uh, we I think we normally are or originally set out to release these every Thursday, but we're going to try and pump these out and have them out on Tuesday. But, you know, we'll see what we could do.
2: Yeah. A little more instant reaction for you guys.
1: Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, Robbie, you ready to go? Yes. Yes, I am. Please um, take it away.
0: Well, our inaugural email is from a friend of the program, a good friend of ours. And my bill acronym for brother-in-law this one comes from brian and he titles the email succession season four episode one hey guys (laughs) fantastic title hey guys love the new podcast thanks brian succession is a great show and full of great material for you guys to discuss you did a great job of pointing out both the major and subtle details of the first episode i'm just throwing out my feelings about this show over the span about the show, over the span of the show, and where it is heading. I don't know if what I'm going to say here is groundbreaking, but here are my thoughts. Logan obviously has a big ego and wants to remain at the top of the corporate world. And it clearly appears to make him mad that his kids are trying to beat him at his own game. I don't think that's what's truly pissing him off. I don't believe he is angry that his kids are trying to beat him. I think he is angry and frustrated that his kids have repeatedly failed at beating him. The title of this show is obviously Succession, Since the first episode of this show, he has been trying to determine who could, quote-unquote, succeed him and take over his empire. He doesn't want to simply hand over the keys to the castle. He wants the empire he built to be in good hands. Well, get all staked then. He wants his kids to make intelligent moves and be ruthless all at the same time and show that they are capable of taking over the family business. In a sick way, I think Logan's happiest and proudest moment was when Kendall tried to throw him under the bus at the press conference at the end of season two. I happen to agree. Um, Kendall was starting to prove that he could do what it was going to take to survive in the business, and that gave Logan a glimmer of hope that his empire could be in good hands. Again, call up Allstate. <laughs> he was seeing something in Kendall for the first time. Unfortunately, Kendall relapsed in season three and broke down and showed once again that he still isn't tough and ruthless enough to take over. The kids are repeatedly failing Logan's tests. In the first episode of this season, Logan is frustrated and disappointed at his kids in the bidding Warren says congratulations on saying the biggest number you fucking morons I don't think he was mad that they outbid him I think he knows it isn't going to work out for them a part of Logan wants to win that bidding war but a bigger part of him wants his kids to be competent and make smart business moves saying the biggest number doesn't make them savvy business people they probably aren't seeing the big picture Logan knows he doesn't have much left to live and he still has no faith that his kids are capable of taking over He won't die in peace until the kids finally outmaneuver him. My prediction is the father will finally push one of the kids too far, and they will finally do something very drastic and cold-hearted that will finally legitimately knock the father out of the picture. It may catch Logan off guard and hurt him for a moment, but once the dust settles, he will actually be happy and content. His mission will be accomplished, and he will finally have molded one of the kids into what he wants them to be. I think he loves his kids, and the only way he knows how to show his love is by setting them up for succession. Those are my thoughts for this week. I look forward to the next episode of succession and the next episode of your podcast. Keep up the good work, Brian. Well, Brian, thank you so much uh, for a fantastic email as always. And uh, yeah, thank you for the the constant support. And when I read this email, I, I was like, man, is this guy getting this stuff from different sources, you know, different reading material? Because it's it was so spot on and I never right. really thought Like I know that these thoughts never really popped into my head while watching this show for like the past couple
2: of years. Yeah. I want to say first, first off, kudos to you for that fantastic reading out loud skills. Um, Yeah. I I could never have gone through an email that long without fumbling over my words. Um, But yeah. Second, when I read that email, I thought the same exact thing is like that, that moment when Kendall does the press conference, that slight smile you see from Ke- uh, Logan, you're like, everything clicked into place. What Brian said in that email where he's just waiting for one of them to be a killer. But he say, always tells him that you're not a killer. You're not a killer. But it makes sense that he like that would be the, the perfect ending to his story in his mind is one of the kids making a move on him.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean. Why do you think he keeps giving Kendall all these chances like he could easily just be like, go fuck off. I'll buy you out, like leave us alone. But he just keeps coming back. And maybe because he thinks he sees something in Kendall, like maybe Kendall can be the one to be the succession.
2: I think, too, we get a little glimpse into that at the end of this episode, too. Yep. With the the way he goes to talk to them, Um, he says that they have juice. And they, they actually made like kind of made a move on him at the end of this episode. And I think he respects that.
1: Yeah. And we see Kendall give that little smirk. We'll talk about it later. I'm sure. But yeah, yeah, things, things are in motion. Yep. Robbie. Yeah. And like I, like I said, I do,
0: like I said, I never thought about it the way, you know, Brian put it in the email. Obviously I do think in a sick, twisted way, Logan does love his kids. Of course. Um, I also think that, you know, he does want to see one of the, his kids become a killer. And I think, I think in like my thoughts, I think that like Benny said, I think it he wants to be Kendall. I think like, I don't want to get too far into what I'm going to say about Roman later, but I think that he knows that he can kind of manipulate Roman. So I don't, I, and you know, I, don't, I don't, I'm not really sure if he fully trusts Roman, but I think that he really really in his heart of hearts wants Kendall to snap out of it and become the killer but yeah I I thought Brian's email was was fantastic and he uh honed in on some great points and I totally agree with what he's saying now uh, like reading that email a couple of times and actually like you know finally like seeing the light I guess as to uh that's Logan's you know I guess succession plan this whole this whole series
2: yeah
1: like you said before, I'm I'm constantly shocked and I am i shouldn't be shocked because he's very intelligent. But like the uh, analysis that Brian gives just in general, whether it's this or some of the other things that he's talked about is spot on. Good for
2: you, Brian. Do you yeah. ever watch something? And then you read maybe like Reddit comments after, yeah. and, and things fly it flew over your head, and you're like, "Wow, I am fuck. What did I even watch that? I am so I'm so stupid. A, I'm a fucking idiot that I missed that." That's kind of what I felt like reading Brian's email. But yeah, like you said, great analysis. And maybe one day when he finishes washing dishes and gets out of the shower, <laughs> we can have him on to talk about Succession.
0: He does take long showers,
1: so we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, by episode <laughs> ten, he'll get out of the shower. <laughs> Maybe, maybe he'll do it from the shower. That'd be interesting.
0: Yeah, he'd just be like Kramer.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm preparing the food as I bathe. <laughs> um, ah, yeah, fantastic. so again, thanks, Brian. Uh, that was an awesome email. It's going to be tough to top that. Uh, but mm-hmm. we want you all to try. So send us an email. Let us know what you think. Uh, or, you know, give us something to think about like Brian did. Uh, we appreciate it. And uh, what do you think? Should we move on here?
2: So let's get into the episode.
1: Yeah, so uh, what were you guys' like first impressions, like, or I should say overall impressions of this episode? Last week, we started with Benny last week. Robbie, you want to start this week after you burp? <laughs>
2: <laughs> this fucking gut drink ain't doing shifty. for you, I, know. I knew. I
0: had a funny feeling where I was going to come to me, and that burp was like right here in my chest. <laughs> get you here. And, right then, and then he got it right here. I said, oh boy. <laughs> I thought it was another strong episode. Do I think it was as good as episode one? Probably not. But I, I still enjoyed it. I I loved it. I, again, I just love the dialogue. And um, I think it was a, a great episode. Obviously setting us up for the upcoming you know, episodes. I thought, you know, family dynamic. I loved it. Uh, Logan just... Pumping out his uh, best Jordan Belfort speech, um, <laughs> aka DiCaprio, Wolf of Wall Street, on a couple of, uh, you know, uh, printing paper. That was great. You had uh pulling cousin on Greg- a rope Murdoch. Yeah, pulling a Rupert yep. Mur- Mur- Murdoch. You had uh cousin Greg at his finest, just when he's so fucking awkward. I love it and <laughs> putting like, uh, put uncomfortable positions. But yeah, I-, I love the episode. A lot of uh, scheming and plotting, which is uh, right in my wheelhouse. And I, you know, I thought it ended strong and I can't wait to see, you know, the next week's episode, what happens.
2: So I'm going to go out on a limb and say this might be one of the top five best episodes of the whole entire show. I thought the acting from um, Logan, Brian Cox was incredible. I thought the acting from Roman uh, Kieran Culkin was incredible. I thought, I mean, dude, Connor, man, the Cot were eating right this episode. He oh my God. had a fantastic like mini monologue at the end of the episode and just his interaction with the with the siblings. I just love that whole storyline. I thought it was a, a great episode top to bottom. I once
1: again, am going to be a little <laughs> contrary on this episode, but it's okay. as I'm sitting here thinking about it, I I like it more. My initial reaction right after the episode was, eh, didn't love it. <laughs> um, But let me set the stage real quick. So the right before we watched Succession, we watched a season finale of a sh- other show we're watching called Yellow Jackets, which I recommend to anybody. And <clears throat> a lot of fucking crazy shit went down. So to come from that, to do Succession, which is uh, obviously a great show, but is not like crazy shit happening it's just it's dialogue it's you know family drama it's business whatever I was kind of uh like just like eh during the episode even though while I was watching it I knew this is a good episode because every the act like you guys said the acting was fantastic the dialogue was fantastic um but I'm not I'm not here to be on this podcast to lie about how I felt but that that's how I felt I was just kind of like meh I love love it. it.
2: I I mean, honestly, I I, I like a dissenting opinion in the room and I feel like we'll do a temperature check as we, we, you know, end the episode and see if we pulled you on our side once again. But yeah, to me, I I love this episode.
1: Yeah, I mean, some of the negatives, like just in general, and maybe that's why I also felt like that is I kind of felt like while there was a lot to love about this episode, like you said, Connor, um, Logan, uh, Roman, everyone amazing acting it felt like it was like a retread of like other things like oh some s- ancillary character who's got a ton of money is like th- the one who's kind of like controlling the action in this case mattson but in other cases it was like whatever sandy and stewie or whomever and it was just like well, what would he do i don't know what do you think we should do like that's kind of how it felt at times, I was just like, eh, all right, nothing groundbreaking here as far as the plot was concerned. But within that plot, there was a lot of good, again, dialogue and acting. And we saw a little bit more about some of these characters, but we'll get into all that. So that's how I felt. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how I feel at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just like this show more than Succession. <laughs> hey, if the, I like that. Hey, I'll take it um so should we talk about like the the opening scene we'll start with the episode um you know setting the stage they uh are watching pgn i believe it's called Mm -hmm. um, which is the the network that they knew nothing about but decided to buy for 10 billion (laughs) dollars um and are just trashing it but you know a couple things happen what uh what do you guys think about you know some of the stuff that went on during this
2: opening scene I, I think that that's a great point. What you're saying is like they bought this thing and they're like doing the research now. Yeah. <laughs> like now that now is <laughs> time to do research on on Pierce. Um but I you know you get your your classic Kendall elevator pitches on what <laughs> what shows they want to do. Dookie. And all, yeah, all Africa, dookie.
1: all Africa all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I loved who was it? was it Shiv that said uh Homework on TV or something?
2: Yeah, homework. The show.
1: That was a great line. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think you're you're spot on with the. I think the the whole point of that that scene was to just show how little research they actually did, and it was just a spite buy more than anything else.
1: Have you ever bit, bought,
2: uh, bought anything out of spite? <sighs> Maybe a Snicker bar. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely <laughs> haven't spent ten billion dollars on spite. I'll tell you that right now.
1: No. Uh, I, I have to tickets, think maybe? about it. I'm sure that there was some time when I just bought something to just like show someone I'm like, yeah, I'm buying this fucker. Buy <laughs> <laughs> a pair of jeans, what? maybe? Ugh, no, I can't do it. Maybe maybe this summer. If I get invited to any garden parties, maybe I'll try it.
2: What'd you any guys think ahead? of the episode the the first scene?
1: Ryan, go ahead. Uh, um yeah, I mean couple of funny things yeah like we said uh pgn and then fucking typical kendall with his just dog dookie, dookie, monday tuesday dookie. (laughs) like it's almost (laughs) funny but it just pisses me off so much how lame he is like imagine spending real time with that person i would probably i would lose my mind i would punch him i mean i wouldn't punch him but i would want to um and then uh I mean, I think one of the main pieces to this opening scene is Shiv get uh getting that call um mm. and uh and getting momed, as she said by Tom and Logan. Uh, so that was quite a play. and i I'm sure we'll well, I mean, we could talk about it now, like do you think that Tom really wants to fuck Shiv, or is he just does he just want to be Logan's little bitch boy and do whatever he says? Or maybe a mix of both, Robbie. What do you think?
0: Well, I think that um, that phone call from, where she was calling the lawyers and whatnot, that kind of set off the yeah. the the motions for this for this uh, episode. Her just being pissed off about that, setting it up now, like her trying to reach every lawyer in town and them just kind of just blackballing her because of logan he's kind of set up to say all right and i'm gonna try and fuck fuck you over logan and tom
1: yeah she called sandy directly after that
0: yep and and then that set that and set that in motion to to kind of kill the deal and get more money out out of uh gojo
1: but um do you think she really wants more money with this or do you think she just wants to fuck people i think she
0: wants to fuck people but i don't know benny what do you think
2: yeah, no, I, I think definitely think it's it's to fuck Logan over. At least you know, turn the heat up on him a little bit, make him work for it a little bit more. Because I didn't notice until I watched with captions on. Tom confirms that like he got the names from Logan. Oh yes. So because he says, "Oh, you, we called all the people on Mister Roy's list," so he gave him that list of people. So it's it's clearly a shitty move from from Logan and I think he he told him exactly what to do, put all these people on retainer so they can't talk to Shiv. So I think like she said, she got momed and she knew that that play and she just she, you know she wanted to inflict pain on Logan any way she could. Agree. Yeah I think
1: yeah.
0: that I think that she just was pissed off about that. I don't think that It was, like you said, of course it wasn't Tom's doing. I don't think Tom wanted to do well. I think it was just Logan. I think Logan knew what he was doing in the moment and what that reaction would do. I think he was just being salty because what the kids did the previous episode and how the kids aren't kind of around him and and aren't, you know, I guess riding his coattails at the moment. And he just wanted to get her attention or just get her pissed off and get her off for a game. And I don't know if he really succeeded, but, you know, she just she just ran with it. and But I definitely think that it wasn't Tom's idea, obviously. I think, like Benny said, he kind of confirmed that during the episode. So, yeah, it was all Logan all the time, like it always but
2: is. I, I think what he says, though, to Shiv is true. Like, he knows how powerful they are and how much money they have and who they can – she could hire every single one of those lawyers and they could all represent her in any – divorce proceeding so it's him kind of getting out in front of it and being like let listen let's try to figure this out ourselves let's try to do this the civil way the amicable way and he's kind of protecting himself from you know whatever legal hammer she could drop on him he's playing defense. so i think yeah exactly exactly
1: good offense is a strong defense
2: that's what they say that's what i hear oh, yeah. defense wins championships <laughs> that's true <laughs>
1: um yeah, so then um I think was there anything else from this scene? I don't think so. No. No, not really.
2: But yeah, I that, think you're that transitions you're like, into Yeah, just kicks it off.
1: Yeah. They didn't tra- Go ahead. Oh, that what well, did
0: they come back to Carrie's uh watching Carrie's audition, right?
2: Well this tra- that scene transitions into the scene we've been getting in a lot of the trailers, which is Logan roaming the floors of ATN, <laughs> which I, I feel like they were kind of, you know, I only watched like half the trailer because I, I don't like watching trailers, yeah. but I feel like they were kind of making it seem like, oh, he's losing his marbles and just roaming the yeah. office. But you, you know, you see it's a little bit different. He's kind of just, he wants to see what people are doing down there. He's starting to nitpick about the chirons, about the, the font sizes, all that kind of stuff. You get a lot of great, you know, Ryan, you mentioned before we came on air, some of the great Greg lines we got in this scene. Um, what do you think about that, Ryan? That whole that scene?
1: No, it was great. Like you said, the uh, I mean, I think my favorite line of the or one of my favorite lines of the episode was when Greg's talking to Tom, which was funny because Tom's in the car and Greg calls him. He's like, he, Logan's here. And he's just like, stop the car. It just runs out. <laughs> yeah. and, and he's like, it's like he's like Jaws. If everyone worked for Joe's, which I thought was such a funny line, but yeah, like he he's roaming the floor trying to get a sense of what's going on, he's going to micromanage this, or at least that's what he wants to do. Um, I love that he's just pointing out specific employees and being like, I've only sent one email, yeah. don't exhaust yourself, so. <laughs> yeah. But like, how long is he watching them? Like, how many emails do you want him to send? Like, eight a minute, like, yeah. Oh wow um but yeah this was a funny scene and i think i mentioned it quickly before but that whole talking on top of paper boxes is straight from old rupert's playbook yeah yeah so what about you robbie what did you think of this scene
2: i thought it was a
0: a great scene i think logan's back in his true element the the, his true love and that's uh you know the news the news and network tv uh and, and especially uh atn's news network another greg a fantastic line is uh he looks like uh if santa was a hitman <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no i just love it i mean like benny said earlier like a fucking amazing uh performance by brian cox this episode i mean they, they gave him some fantastic stuff to work with i thought it was a, a great scene i just love you know him just like patrolling the areas and just being surly and getting on any lowly employee and i loved it i loved um tom's little line about where i forgot her name what's what's her name sid 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 where sid is and he was like oh she she always likes to leave uh, early during opera season (laughs) 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 and then she and then she came in and she came back at him and i forgot what she said but it was it was a good back and forth and and Tom's like, you know, I can uh, when he gets up on the boxes, he, he's like, I, I can kiss you from here or something like
2: that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't catch so that. I, I didn't catch that line till I watched with captions, but I was dying laughing when I when I heard that. that it's it's
0: good. so great. It was uh, definitely one of my favorite uh, scenes of the episode.
2: I think, too, like Logan's kind of in his element of like, you know, for so long, he's kind of managing the big moves, the mergers, the things that they buy. Like he sees this as an opportunity to like build something again. And if, you know, he mentions it, they always mention how clunky Waystar is and how it's a very, not old, but like it's becoming an older company and it's like a ship, right? Like if it's a huge ship, it takes a long time to turn. They always kind of talk about that in, in like corporate world, but now he sees ATN as something that's small and they can make changes quickly and he can he can build something new and leaner, like he said, uh, in the in the fantastic speech that he gave.
0: And it almost so it almost like takes a play out of like actual Rupert Murdoch, like selling the majority of like his stuff or what to Disney, I guess. Right. But keeping. Like Fox News. So it didn't like 20, 21st, or 20th century Fox, 21st century Fox sell off a bunch of their stuff to Disney or whatnot. But they he particularly just kept you know Fox News like that's his yeah. baby so that's I feel like you know it's like similar to what Logan is uh is is about to do especially when they sell some of us up to go Joe
1: yeah I mean they definitely I'm, I'm take, right. yeah they definitely take a lot of things from real life uh and just you know dramatize it or whatever I mean I think we're we obviously know like ATN is supposed to be Fox News or some type of network like that. Yeah. but yeah I think you guys are I think you know this is Logan's um, way to kind of like get back in the muck you know get back in the fight he he got he got fat atop, on top of uh, Waystar Royko. now he wants to uh, you know kind of build something again so he's gonna get you know right in there and do stuff and hire Carrie and make her an, uh, an anchor <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's such a funny little through line through this whole episode. And uh,
1: was that the was it the next scene when he goes up to the boardroom and they were watching it, or was that was there something yeah. in between?
2: Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, I think it was it was definitely the next Logan scene. Um, I don't think that there's anything in between it though. No, no, I think I, I mean well. Let's just
1: we could start talking about the the tape because we've already kind of seen it at this point, or at least are aware of it. Um, that, that, oh, you know, tape. we,
2: you know, we get in between and we don't, it's not really something that we have to talk about, but it's the kids watching the tape because that's how you see the yeah. tape for the first time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that, but I mean, yeah.
1: would you, would you guys think of the tape, Benny? What'd you think of the tape?
2: Oh, my God. It was so, so awkward. I loved it. She did such a good <laughs> job. Did you see she, um, I, I, and I'm saying she, I shouldn't, uh, Carrie's actress, I, I don't know, Zoe, something off the top of my head. Um, she said she drew inspiration by watching tape of Tommy, Tammy, Lauren and Laura. Oh, English. really? <laughs> yeah. So I love, I just love that she kind of took it, a man. shot at them. Um, But man, so awkward. I loved it. I love a good, you know, when Greg is awkward, I love when she's awkward in that tape.
1: Yeah, great. But, but Robbie, what do you think?
0: Nothing made me laugh when the kids were talking and she was talking about like, she was reading the news and talking about like, two kids being abducted and she started like smiling and
1: laughing and yeah. to get... <laughs> I think one of them says like yeah good time throwing a smile yeah <laughs> but it's must like Roman
2: must fool the humans <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah
0: Uh she's yeah I don't I don't know her her name in real life maybe I should but... this Zoe Winters thank Winters. she is unreal because I thought that I hated Cersei as one of the most hateable characters of all time I think Carrie is my number one most hated character of all time because it's the, it's the, it's got to be the, uh, the bangs and the hair and just her demeanor. But she pulled a, a, um, what's his name? Ricky Bobby, and she just didn't know what to do with her hands throughout (laughs) the whole audition. (laughs)
1: Oh, uh, for Manka, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're right. Uh, fantastic. Just great acting all around. And it, I love secondhand embarrassment, and nothing makes me want to like pull the covers over my head than that. And that really was fantastic stuff.
1: Great acting. Most hateable character, really? Even more? There's more hateable characters in this show. I don't think
0: so. Kendall. I f- no, Kendall's not hateable. I he's a I fucking he's a Biff Henderson, but he uh, <laughs> he's not my most. Hate. She's just like I'm. Like oh,
1: Carrie, get off my screen. Oh, so you must you must love every time the kids digger. Oh my God, it's some of the best times of my life. <laughs> <clears throat> so this tape is, as we said, hilariously awkward and bad, and it's clear that she's not ready for live TV. Um, but I loved the next scene after the newsroom scene or the bullpen scene, where I forget what his name is. Um, Hugo. Hugo, yes, thank
2: you. Fucking pencil neck, motherfucker. Yeah, Wait. he's the.
1: He, you ever see Short Circuit? I'm pretty sure he's that guy.
2: I haven't seen it.
1: Of course you haven't. You guys haven't
2: <laughs> seen shit. Hey, um, I've um, seen future, Short Circuit.
1: Future yeah, episode of the guy.
0: Watch. He's the fake, fake Indian.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm that's pretty sure that's not racist or anything. But anyway, <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, he was fake. It's ridiculous. Oh, like. Like oh, you ben mean Kingsley? on their part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the filmmakers part. Oh, okay. The yeah. filmmakers part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not not Fisher Stevens. Right. Yeah. The God. Fisher Stevens. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. Uh. Yep. Short Circuit. Anyway, so him and Jerry are in the in that little boardroom area, and maybe boomer moment of television history is. <laughs> <laughs> they're watching the tape and Logan walks in and they just he closes his laptop and Logan's like they're like yeah you know put up the thing do you think um who is with Logan uh I
2: don't know, what's her
0: name She's she was like she doesn't have any big scenes anymore but she was was it the, like, like the, a publicist I think? yeah like a spoke yeah, like the spokesperson like a publicist yeah. you're right
1: yeah whatever her name is doesn't matter so her is I wonder if she, like, knew and was, like, trying to get him to look like an idiot. But he, instead of opening his laptop and closing the video quickly, he plugs in (laughs) to the screen and then opens his laptop like an absolute
2: idiot. A jagaloon.
1: So funny. Oh, my God.
2: Yeah. I mean, that is, as our resident IT person, I I got pissed for, like... A while thinking like, dude, why just open it? And then, but then I, you know, people pointed out on Reddit and I've definitely like the people that you see in high positions at companies that do not know how to operate open a basic, PDF or yeah, whatever, uh, yeah, they don't know how to like, Oh, I'm in this, this, this conference room. I can't get my, my screen up on it. You know, you just got to go and plug it in for them. It's like, you're making million dollar deals and you don't know how to share your screen up to a TV that when there's like instructions right on there. So you know, once somebody kind of pointed that out, I was like, Yeah, you know what? I, I do see that a lot. Um, so and it's it's like such a little subtle thing too that the show does that kind of puts it into reality for me at least.
1: Yeah. All right. Um Carolina. Yes, thank you. Good call. You're welcome. I had to look it up on IMDB. Oh, hey, that's fine. We're not perfect, we don't know everything.
0: No. <laughs> still- Tell me about this research stuff.
1: Who researches before doing a show
2: before we um, leave this scene? Yeah. um, What did you guys think about? We'll start with you, Ryan. The I think this is the moment that Logan cuts out Jerry because she kind of like freezes her out. You mean? Yeah, because he you know, she's kind of like in his eyes. And I kind of think so, too. She's kind of now thinking in terms of the company and not Logan. Yeah. And what's what's best for this company going forward after the, the merger. What do you guys think about that?
1: Do you think, well, Robbie, I'll, I'll go if you don't mind, but um, <laughs> do you think that Jerry is like not laying traps, but like because of what happened in the last episode with him and Jerry where I feel like there was a little bit of a or was it maybe the end of last season? I don't remember, but um, Logan like didn't bring Jerry in on something. I'm forgetting what it is. I apologize. But do you think that maybe Jerry's like starting to kind of lay traps or like do things like that because of, you know, she's not loyal to Logan anymore. She's loyal to herself. I mean, she wants to be an exec or a CEO of whatever this company ends up being, I would assume. I think Um, that she, um, go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry, Ben. I think that she, um,
0: yeah, she's just looking out for herself. I think she wants to just to, you know, go where she's going to go. And I think that she sees that Gojo's coming in. I think that she just wants, she'll just work for Madsen and she doesn't really need Logan anymore, which is fine because Logan, everybody's indisp- indispensable, you know, in his eyes. And True. I give her credit for just saying, fuck it. Um, I'm going to go where, where I want to go. And and it just, it just is what it is on that part. I think that she kind of, sees the uh sees the light. And I don't know if she's probably over Logan, but she's just looking out for her best interests. And I think that she's gonna go where she wants to go. I think she sees that she wants to go work for Matson when Gojo comes in and takes over.
1: Yeah. And I wonder if she I mean, based on what I assume we all think by the end of this episode, if the Gojo deal doesn't happen or things change in some way, then she might be she might end up fucking herself by Trying to choose the company over Logan uh, when she maybe should have just hesitated a little bit and stayed, you know, at least in Logan's eyes, loyal to him. But it's kind of know.
2: a par- it's kind of a parallel too, where like she's getting ahead of herself. Where you know the kids are getting the ahead kids. of themselves with Pierce because yep. you know they're talking about oh we're gonna do this we're gonna do that and your boy T in the background is like well you don't really own it yet. <laughs> um, but I, I think Jerry it has just a very logical legal mind and she's just, you know, she's kind of divorced herself from Logan at that point and she's moving forward. And this is what the next step is. And this is what's going to look good for the company. And this is what I think you should do. So I don't, I don't necessarily know if there's any nefarious traps being laid at this point, but I could see, I could see kind of where you're coming from on that.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, I work with people that are, like you said just very like you know they're they're instruction followers they're this by the book this is what has to happen next this is the next logical step and oftentimes those type of people do very well because they are not fucking around
2: and doing stupid shit but they're not getting emotionally involved in anything
1: right but sometimes they get left behind because oftentimes business does have emotion and relationships associated with it and those people are not you know, th- there's people. I hate to use the cliche, think outside the box, but they are in the box, and that's all they can think of. Or the, um, you
2: know, they know how to politic.
1: Right. That's the other thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. Something to monitor, I guess. Um. Was the next scene uh Greg talking to Carrie, or does that come later? I
0: think it's it's uh the pizza room. Are they going to pizza? Maybe.
2: Well, <laughs> well so at, where what it was is we get the, the transition. So we did skip the scene with uh, the kids because there is something important that happened. Oh, yeah. yeah what just, happened? Just Robbie. <laughs> uh, it's contagious, baby. <laughs> um, they get cut off from the helicopter. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So they were on their way to the city to go to Connor's rehearsal. rehearsal. um, And, and they get you know, Logan cuts them off from the chopper. So I think, I think get the next the chopper. I think the next scene, where Shiv is now laying the groundwork for the conversation with Stewie and the Stewie and the boys. Right. Um. So I think the next scene is them getting to the city and having that conversation.
1: Right. Okay.
0: With a fantastic uh, on the the tarmac, a fantastic uh, line by Roman.
1: Yeah. I will it's set okay. aside several hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and, and doesn't he say? Doesn't he say to uh to Kendall uh about something about being? It's like nice, uh, nice shoes Buddha. What like Tom
2: Ford? Yeah, nice Tom yeah. Ford's Buddha. <laughs> yeah, nice Tom Ford's Buddha. Because is that I when love,
1: Kendall says some that Bruce Lee shit where he's like be like water or something like that? Yeah, no, like...
2: that's that's at the end of the episode. I think he. Oh right, yeah. he says something about like your tormentor being your greatest teacher.
1: Yes, that's what it was. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> fucking Kendall, what a <laughs> fucking tool! <laughs> Such an idiot. He's so stupid, <laughs> but that was good. Roman got Roman has definitely you know up there with best lines, best insults. Yeah. Roman is
0: is throwing. He's Bob Gibson right now, dude. Like, in, like he's a, he's on a heater heat. on a heater. He is the MVP of this season so far. He is the best, and I love it. I love it so much.
2: Would it's you say crazy. that he's maybe the disgusting brother of the season so far? It's early. He's in contention. He's <laughs> definitely in contention. He's the front runner. Um, <laughs> he's, it's crazy to me, too, because I feel like my. He kind of redeemed himself a little bit at the end of season three, when when they're talking to uh, Kendall, when he's having like the breakdown. Yeah. But just the way he leaves off with Kendall at the birthday party, that was like my lowest for Roman. I'm like, nah I'm fucking done with this guy. Like, yeah. he's right. such he's such an asshole and oh at
1: Kendall's birthday party.
2: What did I say? Did I say Logan again? I don't remember. But you are talking uh, about he when you push the bangers them. only. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, you know, he's pushing him, he's pushing him, he's pushing him. And then he's like, you're not a real person. You're not a real person. <laughs> um, So, yeah, that's when I was kind of like, man, fuck, fuck Roman at this point. Like, he, he's such a dick. So it's I know he's like you said, he's Bob Gibson this year coming in hot. So I'm I'm slowly coming around to my boy Roman. I, don't know, I think he's going to he was
1: the I think he's going to walk the side pretty soon.
0: He was, well, he was the original disgusting brother. If you remember, he That's was true. masturbating uh, masturbating <laughs> in his office at the overlooking Manhattan.
2: <laughs> He's Mr. Disgusting. There was no brother. He was the only one. He was the OG. <laughs> That's right. <It> was <laughs> it. He was the CEO. Yeah. Um,
1: so, should we talk quickly about the Greg and Carrie scene um, and then we'll get to the rehearsal?
2: Yeah, let's do that.
1: Alright, so... Uh, Greg and Carrie are together because Logan wants to wants Tom to because great team you someone brought up the pizza room. Uh he's just like, fuck off, Greg. And Greg, you know, just <laughs> walks away. There's
2: there, you know, uh when you put the pizza in the microwave, there's a SOG factor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what it's a, true though. Oh, oh my, it is right true.
1: As a resident pizza expert, Greg was correct. Yeah, you yes. can't do oh, it. Oh yeah. But you think you think Logan saying that shit because he's like wants to like cut costs. He's like, how c- they're ordering fresh pies when they got a perfectly good pie right here? Like, <laughs> yeah. like you would eat that shit, Logan. Come on. I was
2: gonna say, when was the last time Logan is a ate a slice of pizza, b ate a micro- microwave slice of pizza?
1: I don't know. I mean, he was eating McDonald's like what last season or two seasons ago, was he? Yeah, wasn't wasn't there a scene where he's he was eating? Oh, maybe not McDonald's, but it was definitely like fast food. I think when they went to the, um... someone came to his room and had dinner with him. Who was it? Shiv, Roman? I, I don't know. know. He definitely anyway. was eating like a fast food. They were watching a basketball game. Oh
2: yes, that's right. That's right. I think that
1: was Shiv. I, I, I don't
2: forget. Know. It I doesn't think... matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We'll I'll move remember. on. We'll move on. Yeah.
1: Um. But either way. So Tom, he asked Tom to uh, basically tell Carrie that it's not going to happen. And, you know, Tom in his fucking awkward way was like, oh, she's great. She's got it. And, <laughs> yeah. And she then just
2: might need a couple years season. Yeah, just like slowly
1: <laughs> works his way towards no. Um, so then Logan says, all right, go tell her. So then what does Tom do? What Tom always does have Greg do his dirty work. <laughs> <Yep>.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> And then having, I mean, I don't, Tom sending Greg to do his dirty work when he can barely spit out a sentence sometimes is so funny to me.
2: I love how he puts it too, because it's such a power dynamic in, in corporate America where it's like, well, you know, you said you wanted more responsibility. Oh. So, so now, you know, go do this thing that nobody wants to do. Right. Right. Shit. And uh, so, I mean,
1: he clearly, Greg's like, kind of like like tom kind of tells him what to say and greg sort of takes little snippets of what he told him to say and he ends up basically telling her that it's the focus group that didn't like her <laughs> a bunch of old men yeah and I she's just to- like well what did they say let me see the tape
2: <laughs> yeah i love too how he he can't help himself where tom's like she could say she was good, but don't go too far with it Because then, you know, you're going to give her like false hope Or she's going to want to know more well, He's like, no, headline, you were great it's yeah. Like you were, you were great <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe someone rummaged him in a wine cellar It's shocking young, that he's able to close any deals
2: You know what it is, man I'll tell you this It's He's six, the boy's six, seven It's true It's an auto rummage You're getting rummaged before you even, you know, get to date two I mean, the,
1: most girls can probably just reach out straight and rummage him like this. They don't even have to, like,
0: <laughs> go down. No, you're right, yeah.
1: Stand up rummage. <laughs> <laughs> um, is there anything else we need to say about, like, this scene with Carrie? I don't know.
2: I don't I, I, do, I The two lines I love um, from the end of the scene is when... Carrie's like, if I find out this focus group isn't real, I'm going to shred you like string cheese. Yes. Pull you apart like you're string cheese. And then she leaves. And it's just Greg. And he's like, the job is done. (laughs) (laughs) So proud of himself. (laughs) He's going to go to
1: sleep tonight. Like, like satisfied. Like, he's like, I did it. I did what I was asked. I did the hard job. It just, it always amazes
0: me how Logan can't just do things, you know, like simple things like that like he knows that Carrie is not good at all but he just can't pull the trigger and man up and say it face to face to her i just think that obviously he has his lackeys do it for him but right any any anytime like i said previously in the beginning of the episode anytime we get greg in uncomfortable positions is when he's at his best and it's one of my favorite Parts of the series is when he's super uncomfortable, and I forgot what she said to him in the beginning of the episode about. I forgot, not in the beginning, in the beginning of that scene when he he leads her into the office, and he and she's like, "Well, you know, you kind of touched every other girl in the city." Yeah, "Yeah, what
2: was that about? He goes, "Can I grab you for five minutes?" And she goes, (laughs) "Why not? You've grabbed every other woman in Manhattan."
1: Is that is she suggesting that he's like a womanizer? I guess maybe. I think so. I the mean, disgusting he's a disgusting brother. Yeah, the, yeah, he's a playboy the repu-
2: baby. <laughs> the reputation precedes him at this point. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, either way. let's look. So, we get back to um, the boys and Shiv going to, they finally get to the rehearsal dinner. Finally. I think one of my, my favorite, I have a question. This is a very yes. specific question. I have a question. Also, they get out of the car. Yeah, and Roman, here he is again. Our MVP of the year says we at least have to go in and have a couple. Uh, what does he say? Passive aggreso martinis.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> As Robbie, our resident Negroni expert, yes. Ryan, one of our uh, bartender experts, Mixology. if you were to, yeah, if you were to make a martini passive aggreso what would you put in it? Wow. Great question. So I'll let you think. And I came up with, it's a very simple recipe for me. It's going to be a vanilla vodka because you want that blandness because you're being passive with a dash of bitters because you're a bitter fuck and you're passive aggressive. (laughs) So that would be my uh, martini passive aggressive.
1: I think I would make it with like a, a room temperature martini glass and I would just pour slightly. And I, I mean, slightly chilled vodka and just throw a, uh, an olive in it. Not, not even stir it
2: not with sh- like a, a couple ice chips in it. Yeah, that's it. On just purpose. like,
1: Oh, you want to drink here? Here's your martini. <laughs> yeah.
2: I would, I would
0: do a similar thing, but I would grab a pint glass put it in the pint glass. I wouldn't shake the martini. No, I no, would I was... make, I would be giving dirty looks the entire time. I would make it as far away from that person on the other side of the bar as I can. And then once the drink is done, I slide it across
2: <laughs> the, bar, the bar to him. I love it. I love That's... it. Those are great answers. Give me a milk I
1: did... chocolate.
2: <laughs> I would what I would do too, is if they didn't um, request gin or vodka, I'd give them both. I'd mix them both together. Nice.
0: <laughs> and you know what I'm doing? I'm throwing in one of them fucking umbrellas in the fucking drink.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because this is a passive aggressive party. That's it.
2: Fantastic answer. All yeah. right, Ryan, take it away.
1: Uh, so um, they walk in and, and Will is clearly upset. And they're like, at first, kind of like, okay, what the fuck is going on? But I think they, I think they, Maybe a little, we're a little like concerned, maybe, you know, maybe not so much for Willa, but for Connor especially. Um, but basically, it seems like uh, they had a little argument, you know, after they talked to Willa, and she's like, oh, Go, with my girlfriends, they go meet up with Connor, and apparently, I guess there was uh, she said, I can't do this, and went to the bathroom for 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs>
2: a good sign that's what you want to happen the day before the yeah of
1: course yeah oh great sign great sign my question to you and you don't have to answer it now but let's answer it maybe at the end do you think that Connor is conniving enough to have set this all up to get Logan and the kids together I don't know if he's that conniving maybe someone else did this behind the scenes, but I mean, he seems genuinely upset. but then at the end, you know, she's in bed waiting for him. I, I don't know. It seems genuine, but that's a thought that creeped into my mind. Like, and maybe I'm game of Thrones in this a little too much.
2: I think but. you might, I might, you might be because I think the speech that he, well, let's answer at the end, bring okay. it back up. Cause I do want right. to answer it. Okay. Um, I'll quickly quickly say absolutely not. Okay. That's it. But I'll talk (laughs) at the end. (laughs) Um, But I think, too, you're getting even before they go up to go see Connor, Mm. you're getting what's going to play out the rest of this episode and the scenes with Connor. Like they can't even focus on that for more than two seconds before they're back to talking about um, what they're going to do at the board meeting. And then they go up to Connor and they see Connor's upset and Shiv's trying to pull them away and get out of it. Get out of it. Get out of it. Yep. Um, and Roman is like kind of the only like, uh, I almost did it again. Kendall is kind of concerned with what's going on with Connor. But Roman's the only one that's like, he's like, all right, you know, he's taking digs, but he he sees that Connor is like in a bad spot.
1: Yeah, I mean, what do you say? Give her 10 grand or a jet ski or something? Yeah,
2: or teeth whitening voucher. (laughs) Uh, Would you, uh, Robbie, as one of our, one of the top two con heads on this show, (laughs) (laughs) what did you think about uh, the scene at the restaurant?
0: Well, knowing what I know at the end of the episode, but it's, I feel bad for Connor. Right? he's always in he's always an afterthought and he is what he is right he, he's a little scummy but that's you know it, it just like I said it is what it is I felt I felt bad for him uh like I said he's an afterthought like Shiv didn't really have any emotions toward him even the the kiss or hug she gave him when she first saw him was just like yeah a little it's like, like that got...
2: that ass out hug yeah
0: people you don't know that well <laughs> like a seventh grade dance you know I don't get to catch up on her you know peeking out <laughs> but uh yeah i just i just i liked it but i I, again i i i feel for for connor because of the like i said him being an afterthought nobody really caring about him and like you said benny they just majority of them just care about the deal and and want to get back to talking about that and again like roman man like he, he is what he is but he's the only one that basically has any kind of emotion he does it in a shitty way sometimes like throwing digs or whatnot, but he really does feel for Connor and what Connor's going through. Um I thought it was a great a great scene with, you know for our resident conheads to show some emotion and and you know I loved Roman and I'd be remiss to say it was fantastically pleasing to see my boy Stewie. Was waiting of, uh, that was <laughs> a good way like that handsome
1: like a did the kids still say like a snack? <laughs> he
0: yeah, he was looking like a, a s'mores pop tart. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> that boy's Perfectly got me gone. manicured. Yeah. I guess um, if I wasn't a, a big conhead, I'd be a, a stew boy. I, I am a stew <laughs> boy, but I love that guy.
2: He'd be your number one boy. Oh, my number one. Ryan, what did you think before we get to the bars scene? What did you think about the scene at the restaurant?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I like I think Robbie hit it on the head where it's basically, uh, you know, everyone just you know Shiv and to a lesser extent Kendall, but Kendall as well is just like not super concerned seemingly about Connor. Shiv wants to talk about the the deal, um, and they just yeah, it's like like they're there but they're not there. Um, Roman is the only one who seemed like he really engaged uh, Connor. Kendall a little but yeah I mean I'm not surprised like in the next not the next scene but like at the scene at the karaoke bar where Connor's just like I'm a fucking afterthought like because that's how they treat him he's just like like this is an obligation that they have to be there they don't want to be there there what didn't wasn't Shiv was it Shiv that was trying to say like like let's go talk about this instead of going in
2: yeah yeah, because yeah. they they ask Connor, you know, hey, what do you want to do? Uh-uh. Like, and Connor says he wants to do karaoke. They yeah. decide that that is not what they want to do, right? Um, and we go to the bar in between, and uh, so we get into the bar and they order drinks. And, that they're
1: with the common people ordering drinks. Like yeah, that. this is
2: this. My favorite was Connor throwing a little bit of shade at Ho uh, Garden. <laughs> when he yeah. when he wants um what a regular Joe would drink, a nice German Hefeweizen <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but but preferably not whole Garden I, I felt that. I felt that because I hate whole Garden And I am I a hate he- so. I hate
1: Weiss beers in general. But yeah. Me
2: too. They always give me a headache. But yeah. The fact that he name-checked whole Garden and said absolutely not uh made it for me. But we see Kendall get a phone call. Yep. And Robbie, why don't you tell us a little bit about that phone call? Please. First off, can I just quickly say my
0: uh, you you feel for these kids sometimes, and then you see them walk into the bar and the shit that the the snide comments they were dropping. You're like, yeah, they're just some rich pricks.
1: Like, and do they of, even know how to make a vodka soda? Like, get, yeah. Well,
2: get the the only one that would possibly, the only one that's like in his element a little bit is Kendall. Yeah, because that's true. Kendall yeah. kind of would end up in a place like that, like you know, in his his drinking days. You know, he's very comfortable there. And, you know, he's probably been in a bar like that a million times before.
0: Probably true. Before I get into the um, Matson and Kendall piece of it, I want to read a quote from Connor. I thought you were going Is to read it? an ad. No, oh, I wish. <laughs> I haven't read, haven't done it in a long time. Yeah. Connor says, I want to go somewhere fun and real, away from the fancy dance, a real <laughs> bar with chicks and guys who work with their hands in grease. Yeah. Sweat from their hands and have blood in their hair. <laughs> yeah. God, uh, make this man president, please. please whatever never, you do. <laughs> con, never change, bud. But uh, as Benny said, Kendall gets a, a phone call. He removes himself from the bar, goes right. into a little little back alley, and uh takes a FaceTime call from Matson, who's Definitely, and Doug, he, that, that guy's fit as fit can be. There's no way he's drinking a cola and binging on, uh, and binging on shit food.
2: He's what, <laughs> A, a generic-ass cola at 11 yeah, p.m.
0: <laughs> like a Swedish cola, whoever knows what the <laughs> fuck
2: he's doing. But, uh,
0: yeah, he gets a phone call, and he basically tells Kendall, hey, I got some inside information. I know what you guys are doing. Uh, don't fuck up the deal, because I will walk and you guys won't have anything you get you're getting a nice chunk of change anyway don't fuck this up uh if anything happens like he said i'm i'm gone and and you won't get any money and uh he also says you know he's like I. he has an affinity for kendall i like you kendall and he what does he says he what he say? i don't i don't trust people that sleep or something like that i forgot what he yeah what he something said. like that like how you he, sleep ha- he has- he's like
1: i can't sleep yeah, and Kendall's like, yeah, me neither. He's like, I don't trust people that sleep.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, I do. So go fuck yourself, Mattson
1: <laughs> But
0: in some weird way, I wanted to get your thoughts on this. So we we see the conversation. We know that Matson says, "Hey, don't don't fuck yourself for us." But in some in some weird, strange way, once Kendall hangs the phone, he gives a little little smirk and little smile. Uh, do you think that? He knew from that moment he was going to fuck up the deal, or, or what'd you guys think?
1: Ryan, go ahead. I, th- I think, yes. I think that was like the, not the in, that's not, but like the catalyst of what he wants to do. Cause I think maybe we'll talk about more at the end, but I think Kendall's goal at this point now is to take over the company, what he wanted to do all along. Um, and this is going to, he's going to use this at the very least to fuck the deal, but maybe at the best or what I'm saying his goal is, is to maybe take over. So he's going to use what Matson said, what Shiv said, what Sandy said, what Stewie said, like all these things are going to be like bundled together. Cause they all work together to try and fuck this deal up. So I feel like that's that moment. He's just like going to go for it. Cause he, i cl- I clown on Kendall, but he's not stupid. Like he definitely like can put things together. I mean, is is he kind of stupid? Yeah, but not like a full idiot. You know what I mean?
2: What do you, I, think, you, you went a step further than I took it, and I think you're right. and I'll come back to why I think you're right. I just saw it as he's a self-destructive person. and for whatever reason, he heard that from Matson, and it's just like, you know what? Fuck, Fuck it all. It. Like, yeah, like, who fucking, you know what? Let's just, let's just see what happens. Um, but I think what makes you right. And he kind of sees a lane for himself here is he does get the information from Stewie, like the, whatever slide that they gave him. Yeah. About, yeah, yeah. He, he talked to Stewie right after. Yeah. So I think maybe, maybe you're right. Cause he can almost be like, this guy can't even, he's undervaluing the company. You know, he can go to the shareholders with that information and he could try again to oust Logan. So I think, yeah, I didn't make that connection, but I, I think you're right there.
1: Yep. And Logan would fucking secretly love it if he did that because then it, he'd be a killer.
2: Yeah. What do you think, Robbie? No, I I
0: agree with with both of you. I I think, I didn't really think of it as uh, how Ryan put it, but I totally agree with that, and the same thing with you, Ben. I agree with you as well. I think that in some weird way, like you said, he just likes to sabotage himself, and this kind of turned him on a little bit. I don't want to use the word "turned on," but I feel like it definitely got the, the wheels going inside of his sick, twisted brain that uh, you know he could definitely fuck this deal up and 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 sabotage it, which I think that that what he wants to do. So yeah. I agree. I mean, both of you guys said it better than me, so. I don't want to spend too much time on it, but I think you both nailed it on the head.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, I think what I'm doing, which is what I always do, is take it too far. So I might be overstepping a little, thinking that he might be trying to take over the company at this point. Maybe that's, we're not there yet. But I think, Benny, you're definitely right in that his first thought might have just been, fuck it, I'm going to blow it up. (laughs) But I don't know. He might be taking into account, like I said, what Shiv, Stewie, Sandy have said, his own thoughts on, I mean, they were watching PGN earlier in the show, which we said they probably had no idea what the fuck they're buying. And the fact that it's all dookie, he might just be like, I don't want fucking Pierce. Like, like this is stupid. Like, why not go for Waystar, which is what I've wanted this whole time anyway. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I think we'll see.
2: We'll see what yeah good points so we go back into the bar kendall goes back into the bar and boy robbie you must have been living it up in this scene because we do start talking about uh what it would mean for them to to take sandy and stewie seriously and they're gonna actually start discussing this now because of kendall and we get a lot of roman bangers (laughs) i think my God, the best (laughs) top of the list is him saying that uh he is. They're coming at him like Lennon and McCartney, and like <laughs> yeah. he's George. And he says, "I'm not George. I, I'm John." And then he calls out Connor for being. Uh, he calls the other ones Ringo and Yoko, and Connor's <laughs> Connor's still Connor, but he just won a charity auction to have drinks with us. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, do you think that those mean anything? Like Shiv being Yoko now? I know it's the female. He's equating that, but like that maybe they're saying that Shiv's going to break up the band and like Kendall is Ringo. Cause he's like the least talented allegedly. I mean, there's I'm sure Ringo fans out there.
2: I, I just took it as like, not only are you not John and Paul, you're not <laughs> even George. You're <laughs> yeah. like the two most, in, you know, again, I'm a Ringo fan, so I, I wouldn't say it like as a, as a slur like that. No, but, but I like,
1: think that's like the opinion yeah, of most People. Yeah,
2: yeah. Like you two are you're just insignificant. You're just asshole ancillary characters in this. Um and I think what kind of kicked it off was Roma gets a text from dad. Yep. Yeah. And Take they care. think it's yeah, they they're very upset. They think it's a betrayal. Yep. Um Ryan, tell us a little bit about the text and, and the reaction to it. I think I forget what the exact text
1: was, but I do remember like he was defensive at first he says he,
2: we need to talk i think
1: yeah yeah something like that um and he was defensive at first but i think knew very quickly that that's not going to fly like they're pressing him on this and i loved when he's they're like i need to look at your phone
2: he's like yeah go ahead it's all dick pics <laughs> <laughs> he's grown to love them <laughs> And when he's talking about Shiv's phone, he's like, "What is it? Just a WhatsApp group? Of the, like the world's largest WhatsApp group of you just sending pictures of your snatch?" Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, was
1: this the scene where they like talk about what the whole thing, like the how the whole texting started? It was yeah. right. Yeah. So he's yeah. telling him about on his birthday. He said, "You know, happy birthday. Take care." <laughs> yeah, and he
2: signs it Roman.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, which you know, what's funny is, I think most people initially would say like, "That's weird. Why would your this? You know, your son sign at Roman?" But they probably change phone numbers all the time. Could be,
2: yeah, yeah. Or More Logan's like... getting new phones all the time. I mean, yeah. you see Roman pissing on his phone <laughs> in one episode. So it could have been a new, one. um, but we get you know, he gets called. He's betraying. Yep. He's betraying them. He he's being way too friendly with that. Take care that he signs off with. Yes. <laughs> Robbie, what'd you think about the scene at the, at the table, at the bar?
0: First all, there's nothing wrong with being uh, George Harrison. So <clears throat> I mean, I agree. Poor Connor couldn't even, couldn't even get like a Billy Preston. <laughs> Something. <laughs> would have been nice. Or, or a Pete Best maybe. I don't know, man. I was <laughs> like, <laughs> again, there's just, Kind of just sitting there minding his own business and he's just getting shitting. roasted. But I mean, he did piss me off though with the whole fucking Texas dad and, and kind of telling him that they were talking to Sandy and Stewie. So that pissed me off, though. But that's to be expected by these fucking scumbags. Um I love the scene. I I, I just love when Roman gets on um yeah, Roman gets on the defensive and he and he just throws little digs and gets pissed off. He's so good at just like like acting like that and just, just like pissed off and like, i don't care fine yeah whatever i don't care look at the phone. I don't, I don't care. but meanwhile, yeah. you know he cares and he's pissed off but um yeah he, made he got found out yeah he's made he got found out but yeah i i mean i thought it was greatly acted by all of them i mean of course they're they're all going to be on the defensive because they're all they would all do the same fucking thing i feel like i feel like each one of them would 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 backstab the other. i mean they've done it before right but you know, it kind of. Again, it it's you know he, he, I don't know if he talked to Carrie or whatnot, and or or he just texted texted his dad out of the the blue. But again, he's the only one still. You know, that's that's showing that emotion. That's still yearning. I mean, they all, but he's still yearning for his dad's love. And just a quick hug would be nice. You know. Yeah. I so, agree. I mean, and I think we I get it, we'll, we'll, get, we'll uh, get into it at the end, but I feel like Logan knows that.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't know if Roman tipped him off. I think it was Connor. At some point, Connor probably texted he does, him. No,
0: no, I, 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 I'm sorry. I meant
2: Connor. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah,
0: I didn't mean to. I was sorry about Connor. Connor tipped him off, and that's pissing me off. Like I was mad about Connor
2: doing that, but yeah. it's too, it, that's con. That's a con, man. Yeah. So before Connor gets his wish and they go to the karaoke bar, I do want to point out one more Roman line because you know what, this is just turning into a Roman Stanfest. When he, they're talking about, when Kendall comes back in, he's like, oh, we're going to eat. We're going to get, oh, look, they have wings. I wonder which beast they snip these wings from. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he says,
1: he calls it something else, something funny. It's like... Creature like, or something. Something, yeah, something funny. Um, But to to one of Robbie's points, really quick before we move on to karaoke, okay, um, the... You're right like yeah maybe not all of them are talking to dad but so Roman was talking to dad and Mattson maybe other people. Uh Kendall's clearly talking to Mattson and Stewie both kind of behind backs. Shiv I can't I don't have. I mean Sandy and probably other people so like they all are doing some of their own things in other areas so like you know, they're all pissed off. He's talking to dad. I get it. He's public enemy number one at this point between the three of them. But like, none of them are innocent. They're all doing their own shit, looking out for themselves. Yeah. But yeah. That's a good so, point. It's true. Yeah. So we do, like Benny said, grant Connor's wish and they go to a karaoke bar. And I love the fact that and i I had to look this up because i'm not the resident music guy like robbie is but um connor decides to do a song by leonard cohen called famous famous blue raincoat i don't know if you guys knew that song but um and apparently so i did look it up apparently it was a an appropriate song to pick because it's about uh a man writing a letter because his wife or his fiance leaves him for another man, but then comes back and he knows that he can never like make her as happy as this other man. So I feel like Connor is just really exuding his emotions, like, you know, like you said before, emo Connor, um, with this song choice. I mean, it's definitely not a banger, it's not going to get the crowd going. There was no desperado. No, <laughs> no it was not. I can't hear Desperado and not think of Seinfeld. I know me too. I can I cannot. I thought Witchy Woman was going to be next. Oh, <laughs> <A>
2: Witchy Woman. Witchy
1: Woman. <laughs> um would you guys say Robbie, like I said as a resident music expert, would you think of uh Connor's song choice?
0: Um it's basically Get the Bath Drawn, you know. Get the get the get the raises ready, and Give it's it the uh, old. It's good Luke night, Luke yeah. and
1: Royal Tenenbaum.
0: It's good night, Irene. <laughs> Sitting sit here reading, don't kill myself books. <laughs> <laughs> uh again, I, I, again, Roman with a fantastic throwaway line as they're going into the secret room, and he tells that girl who's singing Wonderwall, like it's not gonna work out or something like that. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. your like, marriage is a sham.
0: Yeah, your marriage is a sham. <laughs> And then he I, did he say something else? No, maybe that's the next episode. Um no, that was a uh I love when his show nails the musical choices. Like I like Ryan, I didn't do any research on the song, but you know, if you knew the backstory of that song, like you just said, it would you would be like, Okay, I get it. So I love that. And um knowing and-
1: this show's music choices, I'm surprised he didn't like hum along to the fucking <laughs> beat song. <laughs> 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 that's oh what i'm saying God. like
0: it was just a succession theme song they were doing at the karaoke bar yeah
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no i yeah okay so back to my my bullshit it was uh i thought it was a great scene and uh like i said as the music expert i wish i knew more about the song before but great choice so thank you ryan for letting us know
1: yeah i did i did a little research a little I, search I a lot
0: a my little search
1: a little search like the kids say. So I, I don't think much other else happened before Logan shows up. Right. Am I missing anything?
2: Connor reveals that, you know, he was, he texted yeah, and, and he's on his way. So yeah. that's it.
1: So Logan shows up and just when he was walking into that karaoke bar, I mean, he didn't want to, he clearly wanted them to come out to him, but for some reason, I just found that so funny that Logan Roy fucking multi-billionaire magnate is just walking around this fucking karaoke bar.
2: Yeah, I just, in Korea town.
1: Yeah, I just thought it was so funny. Uh, but he gets in the room and I don't know. But Benny, you want to take us through the scene a little bit?
2: Yeah, I mean, this is kind of what I was talking about with the range of emotion you see with Logan. I mean, this is the most I'm so conflicted about the scene in a way because I mentioned last week how Logan knows exactly what he needs to do when he needs something, but can turn it off so quick when he's, when he's got you where he wants you. So he launches into some version of an apology and the, the kids start pressing him on as Carrie interjects and they throw their jab at Carrie and they go back to Logan. Um, And he does, you know, he says he loves them. He's, but he's also desperately pleading for them to, Vote yes on the deal and let the the Gojo acquisition go through. Um, but what did you guys think of the quote unquote apology from Logan? Did he mean it? Is this just a ploy for him to get what he wants? Um, I'll I'll finish up. But uh, Robbie, what do you think?
0: Watching that and then watching Brian Cox go to work and put on a, a fantastic acting performance, it, I was felt so bad and i was like this is such a genuine apology and then i had to smack myself in the face and say don't you dare don't (laughs) you fall into the trap because this is a fucking evil dictator billionaire mogul scumbag i i i just can't i can't trust the man's apologies knowing what i've known and what i've seen all these past three and uh a quarter seasons, I guess. I I didn't think it was genuine. I just think he knows how to how to twist the knife and 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 turn the emotions on for his kids because in the end, all they really want is a genuine apology. And they like you said, they pressed him on it and he couldn't even give it. He gave like one half hearted apology or something else, but there were so many other things that he's done to them in their whole lives, like even with the whole like Connor reveal, like what he did to Connor's mother and didn't even care about connor his whole life and how he is to hit you know roman and even hit he hit roman and maybe back in season one i guess yeah i think it was one so i i it's so good when a show can do this and a character can can make you feel emotions for him even though he's you know he's a scumbag and i did but i turned it off and i was like "I, i can't if i'm i can't trust this guy after what he did to them so I did not think it was a genuine apology. I think I just think it was a man who wanted to get, uh, you know, an apology from them, or wanted to, you know, get some sincerity out of them, so he they can kind of, you know, not go through with the the deal, as they said, they had a lot of, uh, as the kids say, OJ, a little
1: juice. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ryan, what do you think? Um,
1: do you ever start saying something that you're do- you don't believe,
2: but by the end you believe it? <laughs> a couple times that's podcast, what I kind of yeah. feel like Logan
1: started <laughs> what did you, you say
2: I said a couple times on this podcast yeah
1: oh yeah all the time <laughs> um that I feel like he went in there and was like all right I've tried yelling at him I've tried threatening him I'm going to try and go in with like you know with the soft touch see if this will work and he you know I mean he's clearly trying to manipulate them no matter how he can but i feel like by the end like he almost kind of was like oh yeah i am kind of an asshole he'd never admit that to anybody but i don't know i just felt like he might have actually been sincere a little bit at at a certain point um but i think overall he's just just like all the tools in the toolbox all right like again like i tried threatening him i tried being a dick tried yelling at him that did, none of that worked maybe these Fucking softies need an apology, and that'll work on them. And then after that whole thing, he goes just goes back to what he normally said. He didn't yell it really, but he's just like, "You're not serious, people." Which I, you're fucking dopes. Yeah, you're fucking dopes. Like I loved it. Great lines. I think he like for like forty seconds believed his own apology, and then was just like, "These fucks, (laughs) like seriously."
2: I'm super super torn on it, man. Like I really have been going back and forth on whether he meant it or he didn't because you're getting a tone from him that you have not gotten once, right? The whole, the whole series, because there is that. and, And you've got a little bit the first two episodes that he's living with a little bit of regret or he's living with a little bit of emptiness that the kids aren't around anymore. So I think there's part of him that just wants them all back together as toxic as the relationships are. Right. They all, they all kind of thrive on it and he's not his best self without them around in some fucked up way. Right. I totally agree that, you know, it is like, you know, I mentioned in the other episode, he's so capable of just doing whatever it takes in the moment. Like we saw with Shiv to get, Kendall back in season two, when he he's going to give her the company. Robbie, you hit it right on the head where, you know, it's. What a great performance by him to make you feel all these feelings and put all this doubt in your head in like this little two, three minute scene that they have. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know where I'm landing on this one, because. What you mentioned, Ryan, with the way that he leaves, If he was doing it for show, he would have like blown up and been like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I did not even want to do this anyway. I'm out. But there's almost like a man, you guys. Like disappointment instead of anger. Like, yeah. But it's also his fault because he's he's not given them any reason. To take him seriously, to take this apology seriously. It's like such a suit. There's so many layers to this scene and this apology that you know 24 hours after i'm still thinking about and still trying to figure out you know the the real meaning of his words i, I don't know i wish i had an answer i, I just don't
0: yeah. and you're right because like you just said it he hooked me in right away and it wasn't even like this big long monologue it was like a couple of minutes of him just like getting into it and apologizing and i was like Holy shit, this guy's got me feeling sorry for him. And I know that he's a big piece of shit. I was like, is this really genuine? So I mean it was just fantastic acting. And obviously that's to become, you know, with
2: with uh with Brian Cox and his in his uh Logan Roy performance, it's just it's just great stuff. And he, I mean he knows too. Like you see how smart he is, where he knows the type of person that Matson is. Where, yeah. you know, even we didn't mention it earlier, but when Shiv is like, nah, he's just saying that. That's negotiating 101. Right. Oh, but he really means it. Yeah, that's negotiating 102. But right. you see Logan like, you no, know, you guys, like he, this is the type of person that he is. You're not listening to walk. me. Yeah, he's gonna walk. This is gonna blow up for what? like another hundred million. Like, which again, you know, hey, I'll take the hundred million, but yeah, um, you know, he's actually trying to teach them something in this moment. And their whole relationship has not—it's not allowing this lesson to be taught because they're too caught up in you know the forty years of history that they have. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. I don't. Maybe we'll maybe we'll get a little more in the episodes to come. But I, don't, I think it's difficult to really say one way or the other at this point whether he meant it or or what. But I think you're right. Both I think both of you everyone's right to a certain extent. But I liked your point, Benny, about that he's trying to teach them something and they're just like, nah. And that's why he's like, you fucking dopes. I'm trying and, to I'm trying to get you to learn. He's just like, you're not serious people.
2: And this whole this whole storyline on is just showing you how egotistical Shiv is. Yeah. How how Kendall like Robbie, you mentioned he's smart. But he's not as smart as he thinks he is. And he thinks he has. Yeah, they both think that they're like, they know exactly what they're doing and they don't. Right, And I think this whole thing, you know, I, I maybe we'll do Connor first, but. As much as people are like calling what Roman is about to do, and I think we all know what Roman is about to do, a heel turn. Nah, how can you blame him? He's been trying to like talk sense into the both of them for so long and you see how awkward he is in the scene like he does want his apology yeah but he also i think knows what logan is saying is right
1: right and was it low in the in that scene that we might as well just i guess get into it and we can come back to connor and like the ending with connor but the does logan's or does one of them say when it's logan and roman together that like something about knowing who you are like what Mm -hmm. you're good at so more people
0: know smart people know that they're smart or something
1: like that something like that and and that kind of fits in with what you're saying benny with um like kendall and shiv thinking that they're something they're not so maybe they're you know in in logan's eyes they're not smart because they're not they they don't under they don't know themselves even though they think they do and maybe maybe roman does know himself Like he kind of was like, you want that for me? And I think it was partially so Roman saying like, like, like almost like, dad, you want me like you need me, but a little bit also like, you think I can do that? Like, do you think I'm capable? So I think maybe in this instance, I don't know if it will play out in the whole season, but like in this instance, Logan is a kind of playing Roman. But also, B, like, seeing how he reacts and what he does, it's like a test. Like, he he's he's doing more Failing than one out. thing at one time. Go ahead.
2: And that he's feeling him out. And that's what makes me think the apology is not sincere because then now he's got Roman one-on-one and he knows exactly right. what to do to Roman. Right. So like as as a group, he kind of knew what to do with them as a group because that's what they wanted. And now he's got Roman and he knows what buttons to push there. So, you know, while I feel that the whole Logan thing with the kids was sincere, that next scene that comes directly after it makes me shows me that, you know, he's he's on his like conniving game.
1: Right. And then going back again, kind of going back and we're going in circles, but it's appropriate. Isn't it Connor then who's saying Like, you know, you want like to Roman, like you want daddy to love you. Yeah. Yeah. So like Connor knows what's going on. Like, yeah, like uh, Connor's an idiot, but like he's not that dumb. He can see stuff that's going on. What does he say to Shiv and Kendall? You want money or something? Or I don't remember.
2: I think that. Just that, like you got you. I don't I don't remember exactly what he said Uh, to the two of them.
1: But it was whatever um, it was. But the, the I think the important part, which kind of sets up the following scene, which we already started talking about, is Roman does a lot. You know, Roman wants power. He wants influence. He wants wealth. He wants whatever control. But he ultimately wants approval from his dad. Um, and Logan knows this. So he's using that as well as, I think, testing him. He's feeling him out, seeing what he what he can get with them, because if he, <clears throat> I don't know how the numbers shake out, but like if he can get Roman on his side, I think I don't it's going to be
2: that that one vote is going to make the difference. I think it's
1: the one vote can make the difference, but if they're all united, then it
2: doesn't. So yeah, I that's I, I feel like that's just going to be that one vote can can sway
1: <clears throat> The way he told Roman to put his fucking hand down in the first vote. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: you better be better be sniffing your armpit, Romulus.
2: <laughs> so we do got to get to our disgusting boy And our uh, Shit show at the fuck factor of the week But before we do We would be remissed yes. As two huge conheads And yeah, one please, I was gonna say. Guy so-so on the conhead uh Front <laughs> Currently not ready to vote for a third party But we Get probably The most serious And the most you know, honest scene from Connor in the whole series. And he talks about, you know, how they're going to fuck this deal. And it's because they need love from daddy so badly. Yep. And we get a little insight onto his psyche. And he says that, you know, he has, you know, I'm going to paraphrase it because obviously I'm not going to do the, the monologue justice, but he doesn't need love. He's learned to live without it. He's been ignored from a young age. So whether or not Willa comes back, He'll be fine, yep. Because he's learned to adapt to not having love in his life; it's his superpower. Um, and he leaves, and he goes home. You know, we'll cut to the end, and he he does find that Willa is waiting for him, which is kind of a nice way to to wrap up that story. Uh, two part question, Ryan: What did you think of the scene, and why is Willa back in the bed? Is it true love, or is it just because this is her best option? Um, well, I
1: mean, I love the scene. Um, Connor, you know the actor did great, and you know getting that. Um, it's not a realization for Connor, but the realization of the viewer that Connor does know himself. Like you think he's just kind of an affable idiot, where he's just like, "Yeah, I'm I'm a Roy," and like whatever, rich boy. Yeah, rich boy. My family loves me, and this and that. Like he realizes they don't like really give a fuck about him i mean they might but they don't they don't show him that they do
2: they don't take Uh, him seriously
1: yeah i mean because he's not a serious person like like logan said to all of them um but i i think i don't know i mean i think will uh i think it's a mix like a lot of things in in real life are like it's you know she maybe is convincing herself that He's her best option, but also, I mean, everything that comes with it, like it does come with a lifestyle that she would never get uh, with anyone else. I mean, unless it was um, that that when they went to that uh, Republican conference and that guy was hitting on her, he's from office space, I think. Yeah. uh, Steven Root. Yes. Who I love. Um, So maybe with someone like that, but pretty much. Connor is Willa's ticket to the the lifestyles of rich and famous. So I think that's definitely part of it. But I I think she does in some way love him or or care for him, at least. Robbie.
0: Well, I'd be remiss as the notable fashion expert on this show to oh, not his suit? talk about Con Man's three piece suit.
2: Yeah, fantastic. I, mean, okay. I was actually trying to when he puts the jacket on, you could see like a big red dot on the inside on the label. No joke, I spent 45 minutes before trying to figure out what company that was, but go ahead. you think you think it's Gucci? I couldn't find it. It's they probably somebody probably said like
0: like the Burberry handbag last week. They'll probably look up Connor's suit this week, hopefully. Yeah.
1: Really quick, making. I said it to my wife. That suit looks very similar to the suit I wore on our wedding day. Very style, babe. You got that style. I do. My my vest was different, but like the the suit jacket and pants was that same blue material. I mean, I look like that texture.
2: It's got that texture.
0: Yep. How how can you not be a conhead after that? The similarities are fucking endless.
1: (laughs) Because he's (laughs) a (laughs) dope. But uh, I'm a dope too, though. So it's I guess maybe I should be a conhead. Like we're like we
0: said in the beginning, we're not serious people. It's true. But I think, what do you think about Woa? I think well. First off, I'll talk about Connor real quick. Oh I thought, yeah, sorry. I, I thought there was a a great scene acted by the the Don Alan Ruck, um, Mr. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Fantastic movie. Love it better than Back to the Future. Anyway, <laughs> wrong. Well, I'll be, i I digress. Uh, no, I just, I just love. I don't know. I just love dramas or backstories that just show like. A person's upbringing and how that shaped them to who they are as an adult right it could be any kind of little, little childhood trauma or anything like that but you know that's a great line by by connor right you just learn to live without love and that's his whole life he's never been loved by anybody right so i thought that was i thought that was great and again you, you just you just feel sorry for the con man and uh it kind of you just kind of see like who he is as an individual and how that shaped him to who he is today. Obviously, you know he's an afterthought, and even Logan's about to joint over to uh, the Amalfi Coast on the day of his wedding to go hang out, at Matson, and, and strike it and, and kind of talk to him. So, I mean, Connor kind of another yeah. afterthought. I do think Willa does love him, fully love him, probably not. But like you said, Ryan, the lifestyle she'll never get that right. Who's gonna Who's gonna spend? millions of dollars on some shit ass play right <laughs> nobody yeah uh, but i think that's i think that's a lot of like marriages like with the rich and famous i feel like you know a lot of these women don't like these men because they're nice people they like the lifestyle and i think it's maybe 70 percent lifestyle 30 percent love just do know where where's she where gonna go from, from there like you said steven root maybe but other than that I think it's a package deal, but more along the lines of uh, the lifestyle than the love. You know? Yeah,
2: I think you guys, you know, you've said it all. Honestly, like there's not much I can add. Obviously, as a con head, it was a fantastic scene. It was a fantastic speech from him. Um, I agree with that's our best option. And but we also get that same thing from Kendall when Shiv is like that. Ah, maybe this is a good thing for you. And Shiv and uh, Kendall and Roman were like, no, no, no. Like you're not getting better than, than Willa. Like you need to make this work.
1: Right. So
2: yeah, no, I mean everything you guys said was spot on. So we've reached the end of the episode. Yeah.
0: Sorry, real quick. I would have Go loved. Ahead,
2: I would have loved for them to put Willa's
0: uh, tracking on the big screen so everybody could have watched. Oh, we didn't even mention <laughs> any of that. Oh my
2: god. My favorite was like, oh, she's in the East River. Oh no, she's on the well, bridge. <laughs>
0: what was what was the other one? Um, like she was somewhere. I, I forgot, like some... It wasn't a seedy place, but... Uh, She's at like a... Like a, a laundromat,
2: a and Roman's like by washing a panties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's good stuff. So good. Um. So we reached the end of the episode. Now we have to ask the question we asked last week. Ryan, have we pulled you over to our side? Was it a great episode? Are you still um, on the fence? How do you feel? I'm still
1: kind of on the fence. Like, I liked it. I loved discussing it with you two but I don't know it just like it just didn't feel like anything super different to me like yeah there was definitely good scenes um, and funny lines and and interesting things going on but it's just like I can't get past that it's like kind of the same shit that's already happened and I realize that that's probably pretty standard for actual business Um, but I I I liked season uh season episode one a little better, um, but I still liked it. I still liked it, but it's just the fact that it has a nine point two on IMDb is like fucking
2: shocking to me. This episode, yeah. I'm telling you, man, I really think it was one of the best. Episodes, like
1: I've seen that a lot of people are really sucking this episode's dick, but I just at the end of it watching it, I was like, eh.
2: Okay. You know what I, I thought a lot about this episode? I was and a little bit in the first season, but definitely this episode. I was like, wow, this is the final season. Yeah. Like it just it just feels like we're moving towards towards an ending, a conclusion. Towards ending, towards big things happening. You know, maybe not the hugest, you know, things that are gonna shake the earth, but that that scene with Connor to me, it was like, wow, this is a final season because we're just getting so much. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think
1: I, I, I think Connor might not factor in much the rest of the season. That might have been kind of like,
2: no, a definitely bit no, of a
1: Swan. Yeah, saw for him,
2: not d- definitely. I don't think he's going to be a major player. No, but I, I, you know, it just it was nice to get that backstory and like yeah. to you know get a little bit out of him. Um, what do you say we move on to our awards for the week, Ryan? I think you're right because I think uh, we're running long as usual yeah we're <laughs> very long but <laughs> wouldn't have to be this long if it wasn't a fantastic episode but go ahead
1: yeah uh, fair fair so <laughs> um last week we introduced our newest and greatest awards uh the disgusting brother of the week for who won this episode and shit show at the fuck factory but for who lost this episode so why don't we start there um who wants to go first with the shit show at the fuck factory?
2: I think I went first last time, so if anybody wants to grab it, go ahead.
1: Robbie, you want to go? Yeah, I'll go because uh, oh, yeah. my, sh-
0: my shit show at the fuck factory this week is the loser of the week, is that <laughs> diabolical evil son of a bitch, Carrie. Oh, oh. you fuck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I needed that first pick because I knew somebody was taking it. Um <laughs> Just an all-around tour de force of evilness, this episode. The bangs, the black, the black suit, the hands, the smiling door in the abduction uh, news cycle sub uh, sequence. Her just being, you know, her wanting a polio string cheese, Greg.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's all uh, it was all a just well acted, fantastically written uh performance by Kerry. Uh Zoe De her name. What's her name? Zoe Winters. Yeah, yeah, so he went there. So. Yeah, well, yeah. So uh, anytime I get to see Carrie fail is a is a great night for me, and it's just a testament to her acting skills for her to make me hate her so much. But uh, Carrie, it's Utah, baby. You are uh, you are not going to be in the big leagues. You're down in Single A, riding a bus with uh, with the other people. So uh, yeah, uh, hopefully, News Twelve is hiring because. <laughs> ATN ain't it for you, baby. So, Carrie, you're my loser of the week.
1: Wow. Damn it. I was trying... That whole time you were talking, I was trying to think of someone else. And so I think I'm going to go with, for my shit show at the fuck factory for this week, it's going to be Shiv. And I think mainly because I think she looked the worst in this whole episode of everything going on like she didn't give any fucks about connor she wanted now kendall was a a candidate as well but i think at least his motivations are and positive isn't the word but probably beneficial to himself whereas i feel like shiv's motivations for trying to fuck the gojo deal are just purely anger like she just wants to fuck over Everybody, mainly her dad and Tom, but that's not gonna be good for her or good for her siblings. She's just I don't know. She just she sucks this week. So that's yeah. why she's my shit show at the fuck factory.
2: My shit show at the fuck factory, uh loser of the week. I have a tie. Wow, it is Sid and Joe. I was gonna say Sid, because <laughs> they are both on the outs. <laughs> Sid gonna get fired hundred percent. Yep. And if this deal falls through, man, Jerry is going to be at the in the doghouse and at the bottom of the trust tree if she doesn't get fired. So I think those two for me are the losers of the week.
1: Oh, Grace. Good choice. Do you think it's telling that all of our losers of the week were women?
2: Oh no. Yeah. Misogyny, that's not great. baby. This is a
1: misogynistic
2: <laughs> podcast. You better you better find a woman to give the the disgusting brother of the week, the disgusting sister. Oh my god! We need god. disgusting sister.
1: <laughs> All right, well, you're going first because you just went last.
2: Oh boy! All right, I get the snake pick. Um, <clears throat> my disgusting brother of the week is. I'm gonna go Connor. Wow! Okay. I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a con head Homer and say that, you know he showed some chutzpah this week. He, <laughs> you know, he, he put the, the, the family in their place, or at least the siblings in their place. And I think he, you know, he finally stood up for himself and let them know what was going on. He got Willa back in the end. He's going to have a wedding. I think he might end up being on the other side of this award next week, because it seems like a couple people are going to be skipping on the wedding. Um, but for this week, I got to say, I got to put him on top. So he is my disgusting brother of the week.
1: Yeah. So I have a couple candidates for this. Um, I'm not going to take the one that I think Robbie might take. So I'm going to go with Logan.
0: Oh, that's stinky. That's poopy.
1: <laughs> is that who you're going to pick?
0: Yeah, because I, I can't pick Roman again. It would be faux pas.
1: You can pick, do whatever you want. It's our fucking show. You're right. Yeah, um, and the, the main reason why I'm picking Logan is to go back to something that we've said a few times, but that Tom said that is just constantly ringing in my head is that nobody fucks Logan. Logan does the fucking. And I think unless he dies during this season, I think he's going to get what he wants. And I think that it doesn't mean he's going to be, you know, still ceo of this whole empire but i think he's gonna get what he wants in the end and that might be one of his kids at the helm um or whatever maybe it is sell out to gojo we don't know we'll see but i think you, you know a few ups and downs yeah. this week for for logan but i think in in the end he's gonna get what he wants with roman showing up i mean that's exactly what he wanted with this episode Robbie.
0: great choice. That's what I was going to pick, and I think it's a I'm fantastic sorry. choice. It's all right. Hey, it's your show, baby. You <laughs> our show. Want. Yeah, but you do what you want. <laughs> um, I'm. I don't want to pick Roman. Uh, I you're I already told you how much I, I think he's Bob Gisson, I think he's Sandy Colfax. I think he's Jordan ninety one right now. He's on an absolute tear. So. One line is out the gate, all over the place. But my disgusting bro of the week, winner of the week, is fucking Stewie. It's oh, just so- it. I, I, knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. It's just so great to see that fucking handsome man back on the screen. Everything about him, I love the character, the beard. What did he? did he have a fucking toothpick in his in his mouth in his hand? <laughs> he he was Razor Ramon in him. Yeah, because I mean, when Chico. you're the bad guy, when, when you when you're Chico Ramon. You know, there's nothing better than, and you know, that makes you more cool and, you know, chewing on a toothpick. So it was great to see Stewie back. Um, I, I I don't know. Something about Stewie that I love. I love the act. I love everything that Stewie's in. love his voice. I just love the way he comes across on the screen. Um, I can't wait to see more of Stewie and see what happens. Yep. Hopefully he's invited to the wedding and he wears one of his fantastic suits next week. So we'll see. <laughs> so Stewie, you're back, baby. And you're my disgusting bro of the week.
1: Quick prediction, Robbie, if he is invited to the wedding and he wears a suit, do we see ankles or no ankles?
0: Oh, Stewie's a big ank guy. I know it. Agreed. And what do you, Benny, right? Big A
2: 100% big ank guy. And, the you know, as Conheads, is going to hurt us to hear this, but Connor better watch out because he might be leaving the wedding with Willow.
1: Oh, boy. Without <laughs> a doubt.
2: I mean, Stewie's got those fitted suits. And if the
0: ank showing, <clears throat> probably some Ferragamo's on, Ferragamo's on
1: his feet. Wow. So, uh, in we're not going to talk about any other shows because we don't have time to do so.
2: Yeah, boy, we 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 went long.
1: We went fucking long. Um, but I do want to quickly before we wrap up shout out the first lady for sharing that video where oh shit
2: I didn't watch it.
1: You didn't, Uh Benny. Watch it after this because Greg clearly says let the boys watch. (laughs) No, he doesn't. One hundred percent. It shocked it. me.
2: Oh boy, we got to redo the intro. I
1: know. I really. I got to. I don't think I will have time to do it. But for next week, I'm going to try and isolate that audio and put it right in there. Oh boy, we're going to have to like. Maybe we met... could clip the video for social media.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah we I'll, have see. I'll see what I could do with that. We We should redo the intro, and we should get Will Farrell drops, and we should get uh, Greg drops in there. All right. I'll see what I could do for uh for next week for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. We we got a quick turnaround time, babe.
1: Yeah, I want to try and get this out. T- should I drop this tonight or should I
2: wait till tomorrow morning? Get it out tonight.
1: All right. Fuck it.
2: <laughs> We're perfect. We don't need any edits. Yeah. No, we didn't do anything wrong. We, we <laughs> Did didn't go wrong.
0: You didn't hear me say um and um and um fifteen times. <laughs> no. Yeah.
2: I'll
1: I'll get it out tonight. Uh. So thank you listening this long hopefully you enjoyed our analysis um and our stupidity it was as usual a fucking delight to spend some time with you two talking about this show that i don't like as much as you guys but i still like <laughs> anything you guys want to say before we wrap it up
2: thank you brian for the email oh uh, yeah, yeah still time. listening all the way to the end of this please if you're you know, we we mentioned at the top, but please more emails like that. Give us your insight. Let us know if you want to be on. Um, I know Anthony's probably gonna be on one of wants to be on one of these, so nice. That'd be nice. But anybody else, please let us know.
1: Ltbw podcast at gmail.com. Robbie, anything uh, you want to say? No,
0: like I said, more emails, please follow, rate, review, follow the show, like the show, five star on um Apple, Spotify wherever else you get it. if you pour on uh, Google Chromecast or whatnot. <laughs> uh, and like Benny said, we'd love to have people on, like Anthony be great. I would trying to get Brian on like you said, his showers run long.
1: So we'll see <laughs> if we have a fourth on here. It's going to be like a three hour episode. Oh, I know. Oh, my God. All right. Well, thank you again. We love you, Robbie. Tell the people good night. Hey, good night, Carrie. Congratulations on losing your
2: betrayal, Cherry. Good one, (laughs) nice, Connor. You'll always have somebody that loves you and me. That's true, but not me. You fucking bastard, son of a bitch.